Hi, and welcome to Journeys, the podcast where we talk about trans people. We bring trans people on and we talk about their journeys. And we also bring on people uh, who surround the community, like parents, teachers, therapists, and so on and so forth. Today, I have um, someone who I know and is a really sweet lady, and I really like her. And um, her name is Sandra, and uh, I'd like to introduce Sandra. Uh, first off, I'd like to ask, because I forgot to actually do this with uh, with Carla, I'd like to ask your pronouns. Sure. My pronouns are she and her. She and her. Okay, so the female. Um, and you identify as cis. Cisgender female. All right. And um, I have you on today because uh, you your son is trans and pretty much what I want to get into is you know things that you've done in the community things that um you know I mean what it's like to be the parent of a trans child mainly is that is that kind of focus so I first off uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself okay I am 44 I am a cisgender female I'm married. I have two children. My older one is my son who will be 18 next month. Um, he's trans. He identifies as he and him. And my younger one is um, 14 and he is cisgender assigned male at birth identifies as male. Okay. So you have, so you have one trans, trans I have child. one trans child. Did um did your younger ever, you know, dabble? My younger one with... one time texted me and told me that he was bisexual. And then I quick ran to my psychiatrist and asked him, what does this mean? And his response was, he is probably looking for some attention because all of our attention was focused on our other one. We were going through a lot of stuff. Um, and he also posted it on Instagram for the world to see okay. and then has since said, I'm not bisexual. I'm straight. So, so not, not any, he hasn't dabbled anything with gender, like hasn't gotten into his gender more about his sexuality. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and how long has it been since your older, your eldest child? Um, came, it will be, it will be five years, um, I think in March. Okay, five years. Since he came out to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And did he always know that he was a male, or was there things that he kind of went through? There were things that he went through. Um, I do not think that he always realized that he was a male. I think that it was a transition just even at the beginning he first came out to us as a lesbian okay. and was scared that, um, we weren't, weren't going to accept him. And of course we're accepting. And then he came out as bisexual and then eventually he came out to me as gender fluid. Okay. And then came out as a, um, demi boy and then came out as a trans male. So it's been uh, it's been quite a, a journey, as it were. It has been quite the journey. Yeah. Okay. So when when he when he was identifying as gender fluid, did you? Because I know a lot of people don't actually know what that means. Did you have to do a lot of like? Did you know what that meant? Not at all. Um, Google became my best friend. It still is. Um, I did a ton of research just to figure out what all of this meant. Okay. And what did you find out about, about gender fluid? Was there anything, was there any resources that actually helped you to be there for your son? Um, no, I don't remember what resources I used, honestly, because it's been so long mm -hmm. and our whole family has kind of made the transition. Um, I really, there's a lot of it I don't remember. I just remember trying to be supportive no matter what. And at the same time, thinking that it was a phase. Oh, oh, so you did think that the gender fluidity was just a phase? Or I, did you think the whole thing was a phase? I thought the whole phase? thing was a phase because it, for me anyway, and it just came out of the blue. Okay. It, it was, even still looking back now, five years later, and trying to put the pieces together, 
was this, did I miss something? Was it there the whole time? Was there that aha that I missed? Yeah. I still don't see it. Like, I, looking back, I don't see, oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed all of this. Okay. Do you blame yourself at all? Like, as like a parent or anything like that? Do you, do you feel like you could have done more if you did see? If, well, if I had seen from the beginning, I mm-hmm. think that it would have been an easier, probably, transition from just like what your other guest, Carla, said. The younger it is, the younger a child is, I think the easier it is. But that's hindsight. I don't know what it honestly would have been like. Yeah, if he had said something. Right. If he had said something at two or at three, again, we probably would have just thought it was a phase. Oh, he has all boy cousins. He's always with boys. So he just thinks he's one of them. Did your son know any other trans people growing up? I don't know if he... Not growing up, but um, he went through a period of anxiety and depression um, before he came out. And so he was in a place called the Princeton House for partial care. And while he was there, there were a few people that were identifying as gender fluid or um, as trans. And that was, I think, his first... um, Epiphany? Epiphany, eye-opening realization. So that that kind of exposed him in in an unlikely place. Do you think that the depression and the anxiety, I don't know, did the the depression and anxiety come from him not being able to express himself and his gender or not knowing the the uncertainty? I don't know. And I, I thought maybe... But he still needs medicine for anxiety and depression. And so I think it just coexists with being trans. I don't necessarily think that that was... um, I don't think he had depression and anxiety because of being trans or because of not knowing. I think they coexisted. It it was like another factor to the depression and the anxiety. Yes. I don't think it helped that he was figuring things out. I'm sure that that added to the depression and the anxiety, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they are mutually, I, I think that they are separate entities. Okay. Um, when your son came out to you, like when he was finally like, I'm a boy or I'm male, however he said it, um, what was your knee jerk initial feeling like what was that like what was your initial thing like no way no way yes no way there is no way this is real and why why did you feel that way um because again I never saw any signs you figure as a parent you would always you know every single thing about your child you had this child as a baby you have been there through every experience so my initial reaction was, <laughs> no way. There, this is not real. Did that affect, um, did that, did you outwardly say that? Oh, no. No, you never no, outwardly said never that. never outwardly said that. So if he's listening, I'm sure he knows that now. And, um, however, I don't think I ever said that directly to him. Okay. I was as supportive as I could be. Okay. So your inside reaction was, yeah, right. Yes. But your outward reaction was... Oh, okay, <clears throat> we will love you no matter what. Okay. You, you are our chi- you're our child. Of course we love you. Of course we accept you for whoever you are. However, he has changed his label so many times. There were a lot of labels, mm-hmm. and he was trying on different labels. Okay. And figuring out where he fit. Yeah, which I know a lot of... I know, like, I went through a few different labels as it were, either. At first, I was just, you know, I called myself a cross-dresser. And then I, I was, um, I identified at one point as gender fluid as well. And then finally, I was like, wait, no, I'm just, I'm just a woman. It just took me a while to get through all that, you know, crippling denial, not just the river in Egypt, you know? <laughs> but, but I'm... Um, Here all week. <laughs> but, you know, I... It, I think that's that that can be part of it a lot for for a lot of different trans people is like it it's hard to just know and do you think that he had uh, any any hesitance about accepting he was at any of those stages like he didn't want like 
I never, at the beginning, if you asked me at the beginning, I never ever wanted to be like, I'm a woman. Now you see me today and I'm like, this is just who I am. Whatever. I'm a woman. Hear Ex- me roar. Exactly. Right. But when I was at that point, it was unfathomable, unfathomable for me. Did he have any of those moments that you could tell that, or that he told you? And I, I am going to get it's, in- It is hard because you're also dealing with teenage hormones on top of it. And so he was 12 or just 13. Um, and so he was very adamant. I am trans. I am a boy. Um, so he was very loud and proud, and he still is. He has gotten... He was mansplaining already. He was already <laughs> mansplaining at 13. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he still does it. Okay. Um, but he he has gotten a little bit easier with people, um, not misgendering, but getting the pronouns wrong. Just out of habit. It's, you know, it... it takes a long time for people to get the pronouns. I think that that, at least in my experience, is the last part of the puzzle for not the trans person, but for the surrounding people. Yeah. Um, My mom, actually, it was like a month ago, and I've been out since 2015, misgendered me. And I was like, Mom, it's been three years now. Like, it's fine. Like, you got to stop this. Like, you got to pull yourself together. Like, yes. at first, I was, like, letting people, because I was like, I understand it's a transition. It's not just for me, you know? But now it's, like, three years later, and I'm like, this is where I'm taking... This is the opposite. I'm taking the hard stance. I'm like, Well, I take time. the hard stance now. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I have become the pronoun police. Do okay. I get it wrong once in a while? Yes, but I, I actually now... I'm trying to be so careful i misgender cis people a lot too so it's not it has nothing to do with trans or cis it's just me trying to be so careful and getting the pronouns right okay and a lot of people um with my son still will say she to me and i will say you mean he Mm -hmm. every time you're right he blah 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 and then so how is she he yeah. So I have become more of the pronoun police than I think he even has because okay. he forgives older people more. Yes. I mean, there's a different mindset and it's harder to deviate from that when you're, when you have an older mindset. Um, oh, that, that, that brings me to another question. Uh, Cause I, I do want to talk about more like how it is for you and like things that you've done, um, for your son and everything like that. And just how it's affected you as a parent. But before I, I do that, I want to ask, um, because I, had, I hadn't even considered it until just now, how the relationship between both your sons is now. Like, how do they, has it, how, how much has the dynamic between those two changed? Um, you know, it's hard to tell. They're, they're not close. Okay. They never were close. I feel like they get along better now, but I also think that that's with maturity. Okay. So it's a it's a harder because they're young. They're teenagers in the worst possible time in all of our lives just because of teenagers. Um it's tough. I'm hoping as the years go on they get closer. But it for my younger one, he was out of all of us, he was the most accepting right away. Okay. When I told him, his gut reaction was Yes! I always wanted a brother. Oh, that's fantastic. He really, I will say, he has been a fabulous support behind the scenes to his brother. Anybody that says anything, he will, which I don't condone, but he will go after them. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's... So he is a protector. That's really awesome, though. Mm -hmm. That's that's good out of a sibling. I, I believe that my sister, if, you know, anybody said anything about me, she would you know, bite their head off. Like, mm-hmm. and my sister is not a woman to mess with like at all. Like she's like, she's short. She's a little taller than you, but so she's really short. Yeah. <laughs> but she has this fire in her and it's great. I'm that I'm really happy to actually, actually hear that. Yes. Um, cause it's good to know, especially for a demographic that doesn't always have the best support from families. And I know this, but I don't know if you want to get into it. Um, you are Jewish. Mm-hmm. And in terms of religion, um, what is your... Do do they practice at all? or So Blake had a 
At the time, it was a bat mitzvah. I will call it a bar mitzvah now um, because the day after is when we chopped his hair off. Okay. Um, so he went through age 13 to Hebrew school, and he actually still works at the synagogue. So he's kind of enmeshed in it, um, whereas Josh was, he went up until his bar mitzvah as well, so up until 13. Um, but being Jewish, we are Reformed, which is, there's three, there's more than three, but there's Reformed, Conservative, and Orthodox, um, and we are Reformed. And they are very accepting. Like, okay. when you go on our synagogue's website, there's the um, LGBT flag, and oh, it, they okay. welcome all. They're very, very accepting. Because I don't know, I actually, like, I know more about, like, Christianity or anything. Like, if if I know anything about religion, it's more about Christianity uh, than I do about Judaism. So I didn't know whether or not, I didn't even know that there was, like, different, I, different sects of that mm -hmm. um so that's good i'm glad i'm glad that they yeah there's a reform i believe it's called a reform movement and they really have they're very progressive which is great and even overnight camps now that are run through the reform movement um they accept trans kids and they will put them in bunks overnight camps where they identify awesome yes that's really cool mm -hmm. okay that's that's amazing that's yes. awesome um yes. We are very lucky. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your son really just has, like, a good support system in general. That's He really does. I Honestly, my husband comes from a big family. He's one of five. Everybody's married. We all live locally. I have my brother. I have a stepsister, stepbrother. My parents, everybody is supportive. There is not one person that has not been supportive. They get the pronouns wrong. But mm -hmm. aside from that, very, very supportive and very loving and never hesitated at all. Awesome. Just accepted. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, okay. So since, I mean, I know, I mean, just coming out mm -hmm. is a complete, can be a complete life changer for the trans person. But as a parent, I know it's you- It's a life changer. <laughs> yeah. I know you had like, oh, this is just, this is this just is a, phase, a phase. But how has it- how has it changed or shaped you? Is there any ways that you can see that, like, I, your behavior has changed? I would like to say I have grown as a person. I, um, my husband and I were very strict, not very strict, but we were strict parents. We never cursed in front of our children. Our children were not allowed to watch anything that was inappropriate. Um, and we were, I was judgy with other parents, definitely, when they would let their kids watch R-rated stuff or anything like that. I was a judgy mom, definitely. And I think that this whole experience has made me a better person because I try, I'm not going to lie, I still judge a little bit. I try not to um, because we are all on our own journeys. Yeah. And everybody is going through something and you never know what somebody else is going through. So I do feel like it has humbled me. Okay. Um, I would like to say it has made me a better person. Okay. That's awesome. That, I mean, that's great because then the person who is going through this journey can feel better about being their true self and the people around them, if they have the same experience as you, can find that peace in themselves too and have themselves humbled. So even it, this is exactly what this podcast is for, like <laughs> to just bring people together and just show that, you know, even just seeing that happen, just like what my last guest Carla was saying, just seeing that happen is an amazing, absolutely life-changing thing. It is. And I can honestly say he's way happier. I also factor in the age, you know, almost 18. I do think you go through something from about 12 to about 15 where you're just miserable in general. Yeah. And then adding on being trans, anxiety, depression, everything compounded made Life a little hard for a while for all of us. Um, we walked on eggshells for a while. I still once in a while find myself doing that just out of habit. Um, however, it is our life. It, it has become our new normal. Um, and we are loud and proud. And he's going off. He's 18, so he's going off to college. He is going to college next year. Okay. Now, um, 
because I, I don't know this aspect either in terms of, is he going to live at college? Yes, he is. In the male dorms? So the two schools that it's between right now have um, LGBT floors in certain dorms. So when you apply for housing, you will say, um, I'm trans, I want to be on the LGBT floor. And then they'll room you with somebody who's either trans or says that they don't care who they room with, you know, something along those lines. Do you think that that... See... (laughs) That's almost like, like, I want to say that that's cool because it is cool that they even have a floor, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, is that separate but equal? No. So you do not have to live there. I do know that there is a, a, at least one other trans person at one of the schools, um, and they live just on, not in the new dorm. They live in another dorm in a single room, um, is there an option to live with, like, do the cis het or just cis people have the option to just be like, no, I don't care if the person that I live with is trans? I believe so. Again, we haven't gotten to that because we haven't narrowed down, you know, Between we've narrowed schools. down to two schools, but we're still not 100% sure which one. So once we decide, then we will start really looking into the roommate situation. Okay. Definitely keep me updated on that because I'm really curious about that and I'd really like to mention that on a later episode if you find anything out in terms of like well you know i'll find it out how that works yeah because my knee-jerk reaction like the first thing i thought of was oh that's really cool that's really inclusive at first but then i was like other people might think that that's them trying to keep them separate from no so i do know that there is at least at the one school there is a um I forget what they're called, learning communities. So in this same dorm, if you're in the honors program, you can live on the honors floor, and it's in that same dorm. You can also live on the LGBT floor. Like, there's different floors for different, and I guess you pick where what you want to surround yourself with. Okay. So if you wanted to be on the, if you're majoring in biology and there's a biology learning community floor, you could do that as well. So I think it's for everything that they have different groups. Yeah. And my third reaction after the first two is a trans person or even anybody, any member of the LGBT might feel safer being surrounded by LGBT people instead of cishet people because there's less chance of being attacked or being discriminated against or having something you know, set against them. Right. So it's probably safer also to have a floor like that. Oh, I'm sure. Which is unfortunate because I wish that we could all just intermingle without that fear. Yes. Unfortunately, the way it's going in our world right now, and especially in our country, yeah, it's tough. Now you mentioned our country, so I have to bring it up. Okay. You know, I'm our, ready. Our, our lovely POTUS or scrotum, scrotus or whatever. <laughs> um, he had the, I mean, I don't imagine that either of your kids thought about doing the mil, the military. No. And my reaction to the trans military ban, I am so angry about it because I feel like the administration is picking on a community that is already oppressed, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, why they're picking on that community. Um, but my it it will not affect my children because neither of my kids will would want to join the army but the fact that people who are willing to put their life on the line to protect our country and now they're not allowed is disgusting agreed um now you had uh you had helped uh campaign in New Jersey I did at one point and um you uh recently withdrew more of your like political leanings, but you are interested in. You said, "Wait, I did not withdraw." No, 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 my... I, no, no, no. Like, um, you, you, you would describe it then. You, okay. Uh... I um, announced to a group of people that I am friends with that I wanted to get into politics because the state of this country right now is horrible, and I am just watching the news all the time, and I want to make a difference. 
However, then I went and sat through a town hall and glazed over and realized, hmm, it's not really politics that I want to get into. While I did campaign, um, especially for Andy Kim in Burlington County, I did phone banking. Um, I didn't do canvassing, but I wrote postcards, and I will be getting involved a lot more for the 2020 election. Um, I have decided that really my passion is more for the trans community. And again, it's not for my kid. Of course it's for my kid. I love my kid. Mm -hmm. But my child is supported and has love and has not experienced anyone from our family having any negative reaction to this. So more my passion is for trans kids, especially in schools, who do not have support at home, and then in school might have support, might not have support. And you're doing that through uh, HRC, which stands for? Human Rights Campaign. Okay, the Human Rights Campaign. Okay, and you, you're not in it yet. I am, I am a member. I am a paid member of the Human Rights Campaign. I started that last year, um, okay. right before the the midterms, um, and then I rejoined this year, and I tried yesterday, I want to get involved with them, but I really don't know how to go about it. I am I am a citizen who wants to do more, mm-hmm. and wants to get involved more, and I'm now trying to figure out ways how to. Okay. So I went on Facebook Messenger yesterday, because I follow them on Facebook, trying to just write them a message. How do I volunteer? Where can I get involved? And then there's a million pop-ups that you're supposed to click, and I lost interest. So I will retry it again tonight, figure out a way. You hear that, HRC? Make it easier for ADHD people. Yes. Like, what's going on? Seriously. I could have already been volunteering today. (laughs) And we could have had the support that we needed from an amazing person. Like, come on. Come on, HRC. No, but we love you. We Um, do. And we appreciate you. Very much so. Um, now you mentioned, uh, you mentioned schools and stuff, and you are an interpreter. I am a sign language educational interpreter. Okay. So at, you know, at a school, at a school, have you come across what age group? I am currently in an elementary school, but I have actually interpreted from kindergarten all the way through senior year, um, in my 20 years of interpreting. How many, um, how many trans people have you come into contact with just through that time? Um, there were two trans women that I came across probably six or seven years ago when I was working in a high school. Um, and currently now there's at least two, possibly three that are in an elementary school that I know of. Students. Uh, Students. Yes. And not my students, just students in in the population. Yes. Okay. So even at that age, so you don't really like interact with the the trans elementary students. You have no, you I say hello with. in the hallways, and that's about it. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotcha. But I'm always behind the scenes trying to have their back. Yes, you um, um you had mentioned uh, before there was like a, a meeting. I went to a workshop. A workshop. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was called supporting transgender students um, in education, and I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, last or the year, the end of Chris Christie's term, he signed a bill into law um, protecting trans students in school. Okay. And then the new governor took it a step farther, and he has now come up with a new law that you, as the school, do not out the student to their parents. Fantastic. Which absolutely I agree with. And I am the parent that knows. But I also remember um, my son had a trans friend and this was back when they were in eighth grade, I was the person who called the guidance counselor and said, call my son by this name. Um, You know, oh, I forgot to tell you when we were there, call him this name now. And the guidance counselor said, oh, okay, great. I'll, I'll contact all the teachers. We have no problem. Flash to a few months later, he had a friend who came out and he came out just in school. Yeah. And he said to his friend and the teachers, call me Mark. And they all said, okay, no problem. We'll call you Mark. The guidance counselor got wind of it, came running down to all the classes and said, you cannot call him Mark. You have to call him by his... um, Dead name. Right, by his dead name until we get parental permission. And again, this is four years ago at this point. Yeah. 
And so I guess the school called the kid's parent and the father flipped out and said to Mark, "Um, no way. And Mark said, what do you, or I guess the father said, you're a freak. Oh, and, God. and Mark said, would you rather me be a freak son or a dead daughter? And the father said, a dead daughter. Jesus. So Mark gets in a group text with my son and a few other kids and says, I'm going to kill myself. And my son calls me and says, Mom, you have to do something. Mark says he's going to kill himself. This is what happened. So I called the police. The police, I will... They were great. They asked me what his um, legal name was. I told them his legal name, but that he prefers to be called Mark. And they said, no problem. They went over to Mark's house, knocked on the door, got Mark, called me back and said, we have Mark. He's safe. That's all we can tell you. Um, And I guess he's still Mark and he's out. So I'm assuming at this point that his parents have accepted him. Um, He and my son are no longer friends, but... Yes, I'm hoping that his parents have accepted him. I did see that he's wearing a tux in the senior picture. So that's cool. Assuming I'm assuming that they have accepted. I don't know if they like it, but they're allowing him to at least be himself. Okay, well, so they're allowing him to be himself. See, I heard a, there was a thing. Um, do you think it's tolerance? Like they don't like it, but they're like, I'm gonna tolerate this because there's a difference between uh, like. I feel like there's a difference between accept- accepting and tolerating. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I don't know because okay. they're not friends anymore. So I can't find out any of the scoop. Okay. Um, but that, to me, when Governor Murphy took it to the next level, which is you do not out the kid, that I thought of Mark because... That's that a prime it, example. That is the perfect example of why you should never out a kid. If a kid doesn't feel safe at home coming out, there's a reason that they're coming out only in school. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. And kids tend to know their parents and they tend to, although my son didn't know how I was going to handle it either. And I would like to think I'm a very progressive liberal person, but I don't know. Maybe Uh, I don't come off that way. Well, I didn't know. There's a lot of even internalized shame. Like there's a lot of, doubt and shame even if you know even if i like my mom she never had like strong hard opinions about things in general but i was still terrified and had no idea how she was going to react right because this is it's not something that i was you know subjected to or around at all or even heard her mention before in my entire life well and part of that also is when they depicted in movies trans people, it was always yes. awful. And it's always a joke. Right. Or I don't remember the name of the movie that I saw um, years ago. And that was really my first exposure to a trans person. Um, I was actually thinking about this. I think my first exposure to someone who was trans, funnily enough, Drew Carey show, his brother. I never watched it. You never watched it. The Drew no. Carey show, his I brother okay. with like Mimi Bobek and Drew Carey and like Ryan Stiles and everything. His brother ended up coming out as a woman. Huh. And I mean, it was a whole comedy thing. They didn't, they didn't like. Was it real or no? No, no, okay. no. It was, you know, a cis male playing a trans person. Well, they still do that. Yeah. Go figure. Transparent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do that anymore with I him. Don't, I don't. He got himself into some trouble. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the better. I don't think... Yeah. Did they say that they were going to continue that show without him? I have not heard that. Because I know they were they were continuing um, The Connors mm-hmm. without, without Roseanne. Roseanne. But I don't know. I mean, transparent is about, about a him. trans parent. Yeah. You can't so really... have the show without the parent. Yeah. Maybe they'll replace him. Okay. And maybe they'll actually put a trans woman in. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot more, you know, with everything going on and with, you know, 
us wanting that representation in the media. Absolutely. There's a lot more people coming forward like, hey, I could do this. Well, have you seen that there's a new um, Supergirl or su- I think it's Supergirl, a, Superwoman? Supergirl. Okay, there's Super a trans Girl. superhero mm-hmm. on Supergirl. Yes. I, and I love that show. I haven't seen like the latest season. Okay. Like I got to catch up on it, but I'm so excited to watch it mm-hmm. and see that character. It exactly. makes me so happy. And Supergirl is a very feminist show. It's like, and uh, Supergirl's adopted like her family her sister is a lesbian she came out and that whole like little storyline where she was grappling with that and stuff like that was amazing and fantastic and just now that i know that there's a trans character i'm so excited to see how that absolutely. goes absolutely i don't watch the show but it's good maybe show. i'll start yeah so yeah all right and now um I want to bring it back because we, we got a little off topic because we do that. Yes, we do. Um, back to you in terms of you were, uh, the school. Mm-hmm. Um, you said there was a workshop. What was the workshop that you went to about? Um, basically about the New Jersey law. Okay. Um, they gave us six scenarios that we were supposed to figure out what we would do. Um, I did not bring that home, but I did bring home the transgender student guidance for school districts. Um, and it's a whole packet and it has the laws and it has the definitions of what it means to be trans or the different abbreviations assigned female or male at birth. Um, and then it explains the difference between sexual orientation and gender identification because... One is who you go to bed with, and one is who you go to bed as. Word. And um, I learned that at PFLAG. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which we have to talk about as well. Yes. Um, I was going to ask, though, the people presenting at the, the workshop. They were not. I. It was a great workshop, but they were not trans, so it was just research-based. Okay. It was um, just... Yes. And okay. I said, I'm a parent... So just letting you know, and she said to me, oh, that's great. Please chime in if there's anything. And when she was doing the introduction, she said, and we have a parent in the room and, you know, this person and that person. And then later on, I did have a question. So I raised my hand and I said, I'm the parent. And another woman said, so am I. (laughs) So again, you never know who you are going to yeah. Or who you're talking to, because I have had an experience at a school that I worked at, or might still work at, where a teacher um, does not know that I have a trans child, and this is a teacher who actually said, um, oh, you mean Shim? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. To me, because why would that not happen? And I choked up, because I am non-confrontational. Yeah. But I am also a grudge holder, and I, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, never forget. So, yes, and if, I have also heard this same teacher does not agree with my parenting choices. I don't necessarily know if she knows that it's my parenting choices or just a, any parent in general who allows their children to transition. Oh, so it, not that just you know, your parenting style, but because you allowed your child to transition. Yes. And this woman is a teacher. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. I'm so happy. Now I, I will say most teachers that I have come across in my 20 years of working in schools are not like that. Okay. Yes. But you do get those. Of course, because they're humans. And I do think it, it is an older mindset and this is an older teacher. And we all have to get on board with changing with the times. And one thing that stuck out at the workshop that the woman said to everybody, if you think you don't have a trans student in your class, think again. Because chances are you have at least one. And it could be one that hasn't come out yet, one that's on the verge of coming out, one that is already out at home. You just never know. So it really is also just being mindful. You know, what you say in front of kids they they will remember. Yes. And even if it's, you know, 20 years later they realize that they're trans, they're going to remember what a teacher said. Yes. They will not forget those negative things. Okay. Do you see any representation in school? Like, like we have all this U.S. history or anything like that. Do you 
No. None. None. Um, but I have heard that they are trying to pass um, legislation to include LGBT history, um, I guess, in history classes or in, you know, in its own class. I don't, I don't know. Because yeah. um, it'd be nice if they even mentioned, like, Stonewall. It would. And Stonewall did just come up. But it might have been at that workshop. Okay. But I did just hear Stonewall okay. like because this week. I don't yes. remember hearing anything about the Stonewall riots at all through any of my history classes. I don't, I mean, I don't see that as like a failing of any of my teachers or anything, no. but I don't remember hearing anything about it. Yeah. I don't know if we did. I, what year was it? Then I was, that I was. No, that Stonewall. Oh God. You're trying to bank on my memory. I just remember the name Stonewall and that it was, you know, pretty much started right. by a trans woman. But I know that up until, you know, in U.S. history too, which is what you, I think you take as a junior in high school, it just stops. I don't even know if they touch on the Vietnam War. Like, I don't know if they get that far because, and it's two years of history that you take in high school. Yeah. U.S. history one, which gets you maybe to the Civil War, if, if that. It might even be the Revolutionary War. And then you pick up the next year, but there's so much history and there's so many, you know, that they stop at a certain point. There almost needs to be a U.S. History 3. Yeah. You know. Because it's not like it stops at... It like, doesn't. It doesn't but, stop at the Vietnam War. <laughs> no, like, it does not. And history right now is happening. Yeah, absolutely. You know, history will not be looking back at this time in our country with... With pride. No, not at all. <sighs> Um, so you wanted to talk about yes, PFLAG. I wanted I wanted to bring up PFLAG. Um, so explain what PFLAG essentially is. I think PFLAG stands for Parents, Friends, and Family of LGBT. Um, I don't know the exact P Parents, Friends of L. I think it was L and lesbians and uh, gay people. I think was what it originally was, but okay. it it. The trans side has blown, like, there are so many people that go for the trans community. Whereas when it first started, they said, at least at the chapter that I went, there were maybe, like, three parents for the trans community and a lot for the uh, L, G, and B community. Yeah. That it has grown so much on the trans side that there's barely anybody that now comes for the L, G, B side. Um, but PFLAG was a lifesaver. What else is PFLAG really, like, it's a resource, essentially, for you to go and talk about being a parent of a trans mm -hmm. child? Sometimes um, the trans children themselves come. Sometimes trans adults come to just give support. Like, look, I'm here. I'm thriving. You all can, you know, your kids will get here, too. They'll get to this point. Um, but it really is, I, I kind of go now because I'm on the other side. Okay. And I, I feel like PFLAG was there for me at a time when I was desperate and just trying to grasp and understand this. Because while I've known people that were LG and B, I never really knew any trans people. Well, you don't know if you knew any you're trans right. people. You're right. And there were, two, like I said, there were two students that I knew of that were. But I'm an adult. Like, I didn't know any adults that were. And I didn't know any little kids that were or... You know, I just saw them once they had transitioned. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, PFLAG was what I needed a lot. Okay. And, and now it's nice to go back and kind of give support if other people are, you know, at the beginning of their journeys and they don't know what to do or if it's real. You or... become a resource. <laughs> I, I try to, okay. yes. Okay, that's fantastic. That's amazing. See, I told you you're an amazing person. Eh. <laughs> Not so much, but... Okay, so that's really cool. I mean, it seems like you've done a whole lot for for your son, and, you know, really, you know, just the both of you have come so far. Um, looking back, what do you think was or is the hardest part of being a parent to a trans child? Like, what do you think is have you struggled with the most? You know, it's not even losing a daughter, because I still feel like, we have the same relationship that we did have. But I guess the hardest thing for me probably is when I get on my stupid notifications, my time hop, and I, I get pictures. And I look back and I think, gosh, this was like, the, today, for example, my time hop was a picture of the first day of seventh grade. And Blake was still identifying as a girl. 
Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm like, he was smiling. He looked happy. I don't, you know, what changed? And that was just the beginning of that year. And by December, things were horrible. Mm-hmm. So what changed so much from September till December? So so that's what it is. It's not even, again, I still, I guess we still have the same relationship that we always did. So mother, son is the same thing as mother-daughter relationships. It just depends on your kid. Yeah. Like, um, but I think that that's what it is. Just looking at pictures and trying to figure out like, gosh, I must have missed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the depression, the anxiety, all of that caught all of us off guard. This was a child who was, I don't want to say perfect because nobody's perfect, but anything that he picked up, he was good at. Sports, school, friends, everything. Like, you would never expect this child to go through the anxiety and the depression and the cutting and the self-harming that all happened like that. Yeah. So I guess that's what the hardest thing is, just looking back and trying to figure out when things got so bad and how I just missed that. Yeah. And you don't, I think I asked you earlier, you don't blame yourself for anything like that, for missing anything, do you? No, I, no, but I wish I would have known. But again, I don't know if we would have done anything different. I I honestly, even if he came out at four or two Mm -hmm. or seven or... I would like to think I would have jumped on it, you know, fast because it would have been nice to skip female puberty because essentially as the parents, I know that you and Carla talked about puberty and you're going through puberty. We got to go through it twice with the same kid. Yeah. Must have been fun. It was so great. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that would be the most difficult. So you don't feel that you've lost. No, he is still the same person. Yes. He really is. Uh, His personality is the same. You know, people say, oh, is he so happy? I'm like, he's happy. eh." Like, that's just always been his personality. He's a person. Right. But it's not, oh, is he, you know, since he started tea a year ago, like, do you notice a difference? Yes. But He's, this is also a huge year of growing for cisgender and transgender kids, this 17 to 18. Mm-hmm. So, he, yes, I think he has come into his own. I, I definitely do. Just because, again, life loves to throw curveballs at you. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. You know, I would like to think that I would hope that we are done with the worst because that was a really, really hard time. Like, I think just... The worst part was obviously the self-harming and the cutting and the anxiety and depression. That was the worst part. But it was just such a hard couple years. I think I've blocked a lot of it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But here we are on the other side. I would like to hope that I'm planned, you know, that I'm good for everything. But it's life. So you never know. Yeah. Do you think, um, I'm just trying to like connect a dot here. Do you think that the first puberty had like coincided with that horrible time or it happened at different times. It happened at different times because of course my son went through female puberty young. Yeah. So at about 10, 10 and a half. Um, and then he came out about 13. So So no, it it did not coincide. So even when you say like, when I read books about um, trans people or research, you know, they say that there's typically two times that kids can come out. And it's usually, you know, right away when they can first learn to talk. No, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. That or puberty is usually the two times. Mm-hmm. Mine did not. Mine was a few years later. Okay. Well, so. with me too, I didn't come out until... When did you know? When did I know... I knew, um, I started feeling something around freshman year, so I was about 14. So nothing before that? Looking back for yourself? Looking back, I can see a lot of things that was like, I never wanted to hang out with like, you know, 
my family would come over and all the guys would end up being outside drinking and talking about that stuff. And like the women would be inside around the table talking and I would always want to be in around the women. And, um, just like little inconsistencies. Like that's the biggest one that I can really think of. Like that was like the biggest one. I won't always wanted to hang out with my sister, but she was like hanging out with her friends. She didn't like want anything to do with me and just like, but it was around freshman year of high school that I was like, something's up. So like, and I'd never, I was not the type of person to like think critically about, cause I wasn't, I didn't have any, I was not exposed to anything trans or anything like that before that. So it's not like I even thought that was an option. Right. So when freshman year happened and I started feeling this way, I was like, what is happening? And then I had an experience either sophomore or junior. No, I think it was sophomore year of high school that really was like, oh, shit, I want to be a woman. Um, and then I didn't do anything about it until after high school because I was like, there's no possible way right. of doing anything about it during high school. Ooh, which is another question I wanted to ask. Has everybody at school been okay? Yes. I, From what I know... Um... I feel like our school district is very supportive for the most part. We've had little hiccups here and there. Um, his name is still not legally changed. It should be soon. So getting his name, his, at this point, preferred name, because it's not his legal name, um, his preferred name put on, you know, progress books or something so that he didn't have to see his dead name every single time he opened it. That was an issue. They gave me a hard time until I called an administrator in a different building that I knew, and within five minutes it was changed. Okay. So it's all who you know. What about, like, the students? The student, you know, I do find, and I maybe I'm crazy, but I think that the younger generation, like the kids that are in high school now and younger, are a lot more accepting. I'm sure you will have your people that are not accepting, but for the most part... The younger generation just seems like, oh, you're trans. Okay, cool. Hi, I'm so and so. Yeah, like, it, like that's it a really, second thought. It really is, and I guess it's because it has become such a, um, you know, it's all it's blasted on TV, on the internet, which is great. It's yeah. great exposure for everybody. Yes. Um, and I do think that it is my generation and older that it has the harder time accepting it, whereas the younger kids kind of seem like. Like Josh, who was like, yes, I always wanted another, you know, I always wanted a brother. Yeah. I feel like that generation is a lot more accepting. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I can definitely see that. Like, there were no trans people in my school that I that you... knew were out. Okay. Um, I don't remember. Are there any that you graduated with? Yes. That... Ah. There is a couple now that I know were dealing with it in Isn't high school as interesting? well. interesting? I... I wonder how many more kids will come out once my kids are older from their grades. That's a good question. Like, <sighs> I don't think anybody, at least that I know of, that I graduated with. Now, granted, it was back in the dinosaur age of 1992. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. Were you born yet? Yeah, I was four uh, years old in 92. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway, I I don't know anybody in my grade that I graduated with that has come out since. Okay. Um, but I do know there's someone who's... 34, 35, who used to babysit for my kids, you know, way back when. And she, she knows at least one or two that have come out in her grade. And she went to the same school that we all went to. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, cause I don't remember, but like, I mean, there were the, the LGB part. Right. There were a there... few, you know, interspersed, not as many, but like, I feel like, uh, in my, my school was a very like good gauge of the demographic. Mm -hmm. Like. A lot of cis het, and then just that little marginalized now, LGB. Was there a GSA when you were in school? Actually, funnily enough, I founded. Well, I st it wasn't me who founded it. I was like the first member who got people to come. That's nice. It, well, it's almost nice because it's funny. The teacher that came to me, uh, her name was Mrs. Castle, I believe, Miss Castle. She's married now. I don't know her name now. Um, but she came to me during a time when I'm struggling with my gender in high school. And she's like, hey, you know, there's this group. I think that you would be, you know, really great, 
you know, for because you're a very personable person to get people and, involved and in empathetic uh to get me to get people involved with and i was like sure what is it because i had a lot of different you know groups as it was and she's like it's the gsa and i was like what is that and she's like it's the gay straight alliance and i was like oh crap she can tell (laughs) and i was like well why me like why me of all people she's like just because you're so nice and you talk to a lot of different types of people and everything like that and you could really like help do you think looking back do you think she picked up on something i don't know wouldn't you love to go back and ask her? I would love... I actually... I don't know her married name now. I bet so you can I wanted f- to... Would she still be at the same school? No. Oh. I think she moved on from there. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. But I think we know a mutual person that I'll tell you when we're off of this podcast. Okay. Who worked at that school. Okay. I have since run into a teacher that I had um, in high school and had to like be like, hey... Remember me? Remember me? And it took him a hot second. Okay. It took him a second. He's like, if you didn't tell me, I would never have known. There you go. And I was like, I've changed a little. Just a little. (laughs) He's like... Did you you do something different with your hair? I can't quite put my finger on it. It's about 12 inches longer. Yeah, there's just (laughs) a little something different. I don't know what it is. Slightly. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was actually... Yeah, so we had a GSA, and I think it's still running to this day, you know, the GSA. Yeah, there is one at um, my kids' school as well, which is great. It's fantastic. Uh, Yes. I don't think there was one when I went to school. Yeah. Um, But I wasn't very involved in school at all, so. Gotcha. I was way too involved. That's good. Plays, musical, stage crew, comedy club. We had a comedy club at our school. Wow. Well, because you had a comedian, correct? Yes. Yes. I had a comedian. He was my English teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And he married one of my other teachers. Mm -hmm. I know this couple. I bet you do. I do. Um, He has a podcast. He's really a great great guy, too. He does have a podcast. I forget what it's called, though. Oh, I'm subscribed to it. I feel like I listened to it before. Yeah. Maybe. Although I just started listening to podcasts. podcasts just actually it's just you and rachel maddow oh okay that i have listened to oh i'm in the top two you are <laughs> you are in the top two yes of mm-hmm. two two of two but i'll take it hey um so i want to kind of start winding down um because we've got we've we've got some time logged uh and i think we've had a, a great conversation people have a better understanding of what it's like to be the parent of a trans child and even just go through. But my last question for you is for other parents who may be listening, who think that their child may be trans or their child has come out as trans to them or just people in general, what is the best piece of advice you think you could give in that instance? Um, I would say support your children, let them lead the way. And PFLAG, no matter where you live, no matter where you are, there's a PFLAG not that far. There's also Facebook groups. I'm sure there's groups on every social media um, site. But I would definitely... And surround yourself with supportive people because it's a journey or a transition for the whole family and for everybody in your life. Okay, so P-Flag, P-Flag. P-Flag, P-Flag, P-Flag. Human Rights Campaign. You know, there's also, if you live in New Jersey, there's Garden State Equality. Um, Just just to get information. Just, you know. And I like what you said also about let your child lead the way. Yes. So, chances are it's not a phase. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish that I had realized that sooner. That it wasn't a phase. Okay, do you... Now... I, I know I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like stop, but do you think that if you had, I mean, I don't imagine that your actions had tried to dissuade him from transitioning or anything like that, but do you think that if you had been more supportive, it could have happened quicker? Probably. Um, I was as supportive as I could be. Yes. Um. I don't mean to say that. No, 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 I know. Okay. I, yeah, I was as supportive as I could be. I didn't want to rush into anything because again, we, we went through a lot in a short period of time. And so I probably would have had him medically transitioned maybe a year before, but not much more than that, just because 
I think inside, I would always, as the parent who is the one that's responsible for the rest of your life, God forbid, if you change your mind or you wanted to have children and we didn't even think of freezing any eggs because at 15 or so, you know, it's not even really a thought. So therefore, I might have done it a little bit earlier, but, you know, we went through, we did it through CHOP and we went through the three visits and and so we really just followed the protocol. We followed the the doctors or the therapists, you know, we had a lot of therapists, a lot of doctors, and we tried to do our best. Okay. I'm sure we messed up. I'm sure later both of my kids will be in a therapist's office complaining that we didn't do X, <laughs> Y, and Z, but that's our job. Yeah. So. And that's their job. And that's so, their job. I mean, that keeps them in business. It does. You know what? Thank goodness for Carla and people like Carla. Absolutely. Yes. Amen to that. Yep. All right. Well, thank goodness for people like you as well, because... And you. Stop. Um, But thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I really think that you had a lot of, you know, valuable things to say and for people to hear. And um, next episode I'll be recording is our first trans guest to hear their journey and hear everything that they've gone through as a trans person since they've come out and her name is Kay Montez and she is one of my she's a really great person she's a really great friend she's really funny um she's really sassy and I love everything about her um and I'm really excited to get her on the show and I'm really excited that my friend Sandra could be here and talk about her experiences as a parent to a trans child. So thank you very much. And thank you for having me. No problem. So have a nice day. See you next time. Bye.